0: What would you do to get a hurting friend to Jesus? Let's talk about it on today's Renew Network podcast. Good morning, my friends. Uh, Here we are on the cusp of a new week. It's Monday. And uh, the weekend is behind us, and we look ahead now to a new week. And we trust that God's mercies, consistent with His words uh, in Scripture, are new every morning. And so on this new day, uh, may we walk in the promise of new mercies uh, and God's great faithfulness behind us, leading us as we go. Um, We're continuing on in Luke chapter 5 today. Um, I love this chapter because it's broken down into these uh, very uh, small vignettes that give us these great encounters between Jesus and people. Um, And what it does is it says a lot about uh, the level of activity of Jesus during His earthly ministry, but it says a lot about His heart, each of these vignettes gives us a beautiful glimpse into the heart of our Savior. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at a healing encounter, um, but also a confrontation between Jesus and the Pharisees as this encounter took place. Um, One of the things that's always stuck out for me about this story, whether in Luke's version or in Mark's version, is the remarkable faith of this man's friends to stop at nothing to get him to Jesus. In this particular instance, they had to dig a hole in a roof to get their friend to Jesus for healing. Um, The house was full. Jesus was, was truly teaching to a packed house on this particular day. And these friends got clever they decided they would go to the roof and dig a hole and lower their friend down to Jesus. And I think desperation causes us to get creative in ways that uh, when life is rolling along pretty well, uh, we're, not as, uh, are, we're not as desperate. And so we, we don't have to uh, think as creatively about how to um, get uh, people to, to Jesus. And so when we're desperate, when there's a sense of urgency, when we're, when we have a personal sense of urgency about the world around us and about the people we know who don't know Jesus, we get desperate and that urgency drives us and it drives our sense of mission and we will do whatever it takes to get people to Jesus. Uh, But sometimes in our Christianity, we get super, super comfortable. We even get super, super comfortable in our witness. And uh, I'm challenged by these words today and excited by them and mostly delighted by the glimpse we get into the person and character of our Savior Jesus. So uh, uh, before we head into the Word, let's head to the throne and uh, speak to the Father. Lord, we love you today. And God, we are grateful for a new day. We're grateful that your word promises that your faithfulness to us is great and that your mercies are new every morning. And so on this Monday, Lord, we know we have a fresh start. Uh, The challenges uh, of yesterday um, are behind us. And today is a new day. Uh, help us revel in that promise and help us live this day well in You. Uh, lead us and guide us into Your Word today as we study together, we pray in Your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Luke 5, verses 17 through 26. One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, "'Friend, your sins are forgiven.'" The Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know (laughs) that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, Get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them and took what he had been lying on and went home, praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen a remarkable thing today. What a great story. Um, And there is uh, a great progression here. Uh, We start out, Luke gives us the details of the event. Here's Jesus teaching at a home, and it is a packed house. And these guys come along carrying the mat of a paralyzed friend and they're desperate to get this friend in front of Jesus because the word has spread and they know if he receives just a touch from Jesus, he'll be healed. And it says a lot about their love for this friend, doesn't it? It says says a lot about their heart for this friend. They've watched him over the years suffering with this affliction. They would love for him to be able to experience walking and going about and doing the things that they get to take for granted every day because they have functional legs and functional bodies. And their heart for this friend leads them to the point of carrying him to Jesus. But they can't get in to where Jesus is teaching, and so they get creative. They go to the roof, and they lower him down, and they drop him right in front of Jesus. And Jesus is moved in his heart by this act of faith on behalf of the man's friends. And on the basis of their faith, Jesus says to the man on the mat, your sins are forgiven. Now, it's interesting that Jesus doesn't just go right to the uh presenting issue the prevailing issue of of brokenness physical brokenness of the need for healing uh, is not what he addresses first what he addresses first is the man's need for forgiveness and um, i find that fascinating Uh, jesus goes right to the heart and um, forgives the man his sins on the basis of his friend's faith then the Pharisees and the teachers of the law are sitting there stewing and they're watching this happen and they're and they're ticked off who does jesus think he is telling people their sins are forgiven only god can forgive sins guess what they're making an unknowing profession of faith in that moment. They are recognizing Jesus for who he is without realizing it. <laughs> their, their words acknowledge the truth about Jesus that they fail to see in their eyes and, and hearts. Um, he is God. That's why he's offering forgiveness. <laughs> and yet they don't see that truth Jesus confronts it because he knows what they're thinking. He knows what they're muttering about and what they're talking under their breath about. And he says, why are you thinking these things? What's easier to say, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? But because the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins, I'm going to tell him to get up and walk. And that's exactly what the man does. Uh, So Jesus is is a bit of a coming out party. Um, (laughs) He calls himself the Son of Man. And he declares and stands on his authority to forgive and to heal. And uh, that day, this man uh, received a beautiful gift. And you can tell that he leaves that day with gratitude in his heart. Because he didn't just say, peace out, Jesus. (laughs) Thanks for the healing. Now off to the casino or off to the party or whatever. He left praising God in his heart. And this was no selfish person. He was not just receiving this and uh, going on about his way. Um, He was full of praise to God for this healing that took place. The Lord had touched his life and he would never be the same. And the same is true for us. And I wonder, do we have some friends that love us enough to carry our mat to Jesus when we're hurting? And we have friends that we love enough that we would do that for. Is there an urgency in your mission? Is there an urgency about your desire to get people that you know in front of Jesus? And if there is or if there isn't, I pray that God would spark a fire in you, that you would have the desire there would be an urgency about the sharing of your faith with others. Not an artificial urgency, but a desperation because you realize that our days here are short and people get one life to reckon with God, one life to um, make peace with God. And we have the truth that they need and we have experiences that prove it to be real because we know Jesus personally. My friends, I pray that there will be an urgency about your witness. And I pray, too, that when the Lord Jesus moves and works in your life, that much like the man who jumped off his mat praising God, that your uh, response would be praise to the Father for his good work in your life. Let's praise him every day. Let's praise him today for his work in our lives and give him thanks from our hearts. Be blessed today, my friends. Thanks for uh, hanging out and studying with us. And you have a great day as you get your Monday started.